Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and I have two films up for review this week. It is a Netflix week. I have Red Notice starring Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot, and I have Passing starring Ruth Nega and Tessa Thompson. First up is Red Notice, and I say this every time I review a movie that I just didn't have a great experience at. I always go into these movies wanting to like them. You never really go see a movie and go like, I hope I hate this because you're going to spend X amount of time from your life that you are not going to get back watching these things. And with Red Notice, I was like, hey, I really, really like all of the actors involved. It's The Rock, it's Ryan Reynolds, and it's Gal Gadot. And it's like, these are three of the biggest stars in the world right now. They, I think they're all very charming. They're all very attractive. What could go wrong? Well, a lot can go wrong. It's not wrong per se, but it's just so formulaic. And the movie is this art heist action adventure type film. And, you know, apparently it, it, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. There was a huge budget for it. And yet it felt cheap. And I think it felt cheap because the script feels like it was a paint by numbers of action films. And then it was like, hey, we have to be self-referential and we have to be like semi self-aware. And we're also trying to rely on the chemistry between the leads. And it's not that they don't have chemistry, but it felt very forced. And I also feel like they spent more time trying to figure out how to plug their various like side hustle tequila and gin brands than they did on the plot itself. And if they'd spent just a little more time on that and less on product placement, maybe it would have been a better film. The premise is The, the Rock is supposed to be this FBI or CIA or whatever, you know, U.S. government profiler who's out to catch Ryan Reynolds, who's the second best art thief in the world. Gal Gadot is the first. And then through zany circumstances, they all have to team up and it's just, I wanted to like it, but going into it, I was like, I don't think this is going to be very good. And unfortunately, it was not very good. You know, the chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and The Rock, who are two, really two of my favorite actors, or at least my favorite personalities, I guess I should say, because I'm having to start to separate their acting abilities from their sort of personas. And sometimes they rely too much on their personas in their acting choices, and we don't get to see as much range. And I think that's becoming slightly problematic. But the chemistry between them is fine. It's fine. But because the movie relies so heavily on it, they have this antagonistic buddy dynamic going like I just it becomes tired after a while. And then I have to say, I do not know what is going on with some of the other character choices. Like Gal Gadot is fine. I, you know, it's, she's beautiful and Gal Gadotish and etc. But there's one of the characters, it's Chris Diamantopoulos, who, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, I know him from Silicon Valley. He plays Russ Hanneman, the billionaire with the Trace Commas tequila. Another tequila plug for you there, although at least that one's fictional. And he is doing this accent in the film that I thought it was a joke. Like, I don't even know what it's, you know, maybe it's a little almost like Bella Lugosi-ish. I, I was like, is this meant to be a joke? Am I mishearing this? No, it's actually the character choice that they had him make. That's the lack of level of almost caring that they put into this film that they were like, yeah, sure, do that voice. That'll be fine. The movie is an hour and 57 minutes and it could have shaved at least 20 minutes off of it. I was just like, okay, I get it. You know, we have to jam in our big budget action sequences, which don't feel particularly innovative. You know, I just, I didn't find there to be anything not only exceptional about the film, but even really original about it, even though it's technically an original film. It's like, it's hard to get original films made these days, but I've talked about this extensively before. The whole Netflix movie of a week thing is becoming very disconcerting and grating. And the other thing is the director is Rawson Marshall Thurber, who has done a bunch of the Dwayne Johnson films before. You know, he did Skyscraper, which is <laughs> he did Central Intelligence, which I actually thought was relatively funny. He did Dodgeball, which is one of my favorite films. So I feel like people are getting very comfortable in their collaborations and it's not always for the best. So Red Notice, because it is a Netflix film, and this is a weird way to evaluate things, but you know, sometimes you do have to evaluate, all right, well, am I paying time and am I paying money for it? 
If you're paying both, you know, I think you were holding it to a higher standard. But if you're already paying for Netflix, yeah, it's a fine background watch. Like, you know, if this was a theater movie, I'd be like, no, you can skip it and wait till it comes out on streaming. But because it's coming out on streaming, it had a limited theatrical window. But I think it's fine. You know, you can put it on the background. It'll be fine. If you don't feel the need to use your brain at all this weekend and you like this type of film and you like the people involved, I think that's a very important factor since, as I said, it's relying on their personalities and not necessarily their acting chops. Like, if you like all those things, it's fine. Throw it on in the background. Grab some popcorn at home. You'll be fine. But if you were on the fence about this already, then this is probably going to be a hard pass. I'm going to give it 2.8 out of 5, and that might be being a little bit generous. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. The other film I have this week is called Passing, and this one I saw way back in the beginning of the year, and it's finally coming out also on Netflix. And I think context was important for this one, and that shouldn't matter going into a film per se, but I do think it impacted my viewing experience of this, and I will explain why. So the film takes place in the 1920s in New York, and it stars Tessa Thompson and Ruth Negga. They both are black women, but the conceit is that one of them can pass as white and one of them cannot. And they were, you know, friends before and then they reconnect. And so it's about the differences in their experiences. Obviously, race in New York and race at that during that time, huge, huge factor. Um, I think also one of the important factors is that one of them is in relationship with a white man and one of them is with a black man. And it's just, you know, it's sort of the various paths that they've traveled and how people's perceptions of them have impacted those paths. So it's directed and adapted by Rebecca Hall, who is an actress, and it's her, you know, debut as a director, and that was a big selling point for it. And My initial reaction to it was, I don't know if this is a white woman's story to tell. And, you know, a great filmmaker can tell any story well. And I should say it's also based on a book. But I just, I didn't know something didn't quite sit right in the moment for me. And I was like, yeah, you know, the, the acting is fine. I think the storytelling is fine. It's in black and white. So be prepared. There's some stylistic choices. There are a lot of style choices that are going on here. It's a, it's very period piece, maybe a little too much so, but I, it just sat in the back of my head. And then finally, you know, once it started making rounds this fall, uh, you know, they were doing interviews with Rebecca Hall. And I guess she has more of a personal connection to the story. But it, it was weird because like the interviews are all dancing around it. But I think the implication is that she does come from black heritage and it wasn't something that was talked about in her family. And she is clearly passing as very, very white. So I feel like that may have weirdly made me feel a little more comfortable with her taking the helm of this film had I known at the time. And it's Again, it shouldn't matter, but I think because so few opportunities are granted to people of color, especially in Hollywood to direct films, the fact that it was a white woman or at least a perceived white woman getting this opportunity to tell this pretty black story was like a little, it just didn't quite mesh for me, you know, and and again, I would actually say because she, because Rebecca Hall is very passing as white, I still have questions about it, but it shouldn't matter, but it did for me just because of like larger cultural conversations, but as a film, as a whole, it's fine. I think Tessa Thompson and Ruth Negga both do a very good job. There are hard scenes in it. It's not going to be a mindless watch like Red Notice is, but I didn't feel so aggressively moved by it that I'd be like, yes, you absolutely have to watch Passing right away. But if it's something that interests you and you'd want to see some stylized performances, I think it could be worth checking out. I personally am going to give it 3.6 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.